0: You know, in times in our life when we don't know what to do, of course, we all should always listen to God. But sometimes you just have to be still. You just have to be still so you know that it's God alone that's doing what you need to be done. It's nothing on our own, but we have to be still. We have to know that He's God and listen. Sometimes I still try to take control, cause I get scared when I can't see the end, and all I need for me is to let go. Exodus chapter 1 this morning. I want to say thank you for these gifts. And uh, I'm honored to be the pastor of this church. And uh, two years ago, about this time, I was kicking and screaming, not wanting to leave Texas. And I would kick and scream if I have to leave Promised Land now. So I am uh, blessed. I'm honored. Uh, I love this church. I love the people of this church. Y'all have no idea how much I love y'all. And pray for y'all, and thank you for loving me and my family the way you have. Uh, I went the other day to a seminary and spoke, and I told them that in my seminary training, I was taught location, location, location. If you didn't have a good church location, you was not going to build a church. And I said, everything that I learned in seminary when I got to Promised Land, I learned was wrong. I said, we're in the middle of a cornfield We have no location. Nobody just drops by a promised land. If you come out here, you come out here for a purpose. And uh, and I bless God and thank God that we come out here for a purpose and uh, it's amazing what's going on out here and I thank the Lord and I thank you church for being so faithful and so dedicated to the cause I want to say just real quick today we got a busy day crossover evaluation one to three we'll have singing in here at five o'clock and then we're going to go eat afterwards a few weeks ago our church voted uh, to call brother Rob as our associate youth pastor he will be here tonight and talk to the church and give us an answered this evening. So be here for this. Uh, If y'all don't like singing, y'all not gonna like heaven very much. And uh, so y'all come, let's praise the Lord in song tonight and let's just rejoice. We got a lot to praise him for, don't we? We got a lot to rejoice over. Exodus chapter 1, stand with me for the reading of God's word if you can. Exodus chapter 1 and in verse 5. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were seventy souls, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all of that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, and multiplied, and waxed exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there rose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph which knew not Joseph. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word today. Give me power to preach your word. Open our hearts, that our hearts may be soft and pliable to the preaching of your word. May we apply this appropriately, Lord. May souls be saved today. May the saved be restored, Lord. Lord, have your will and way. I need your help this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. At the end of verse 8, The statement over this new king, over Egypt, is this, which knew not Joseph. I want to speak to you on that subject today, which knew not Joseph. Every king, every pharaoh before this king knew who Joseph was. Every king knew who Joseph was. Every leader knew who Joseph was. Joseph was a Hebrew that went into Egypt and became leader over Egypt, okay? And all of the family of Joseph came to Egypt because there was a famine in the land. And they came and they stayed. And they stayed even after Joseph died. And the Bible said that as long as everybody knew about Joseph, that the nation of Israel was fine. It is believed that it was 350 years from the time that Joseph died to the time that this king began to reign. For 350 years, they knew who Joseph was. Joseph was a ruler. Joseph was great to them. Joseph was a man of righteousness. If you had one word to sum up the life of Joseph, he is the most righteous man that we find in the Old Testament. If you want to find a man of strength and bravery, uh, you you go to Samson. If you want to find a man of wisdom, you go to Solomon. If you want to find a man of, of meekness, you go to Moses. If you want to find a man of praise, you go to King David. But if you want to find a life of righteousness, you go to the life of Joseph. He alone in the Old Testament lived the most righteous life that is recorded in the Old Testament. Nowhere in this Bible will you find where he messed up. Now, I'm not saying that he didn't because I believe he was a sinner just like me and you. I believe he messed up, but it's never recorded in the Bible because there's a purpose for that because Joseph is an Old Testament picture of the coming Messiah. You see, Joseph is a picture of righteousness. He didn't fully fulfill righteousness, but Jesus was coming to fulfill that righteousness. But when it comes to a righteous life in the Old Testament, it was Joseph. And the problem that took place is the king forgot... And lost sight of who Joseph was. And as long as they knew who Joseph was, everything was fine. But when they forgot about Joseph, the culture began to change. May I tell you that the life of Israel changed when people forgot about Joseph. May I tell you in that day, if you didn't know Joseph, you didn't know righteousness. If you didn't know Joseph, you didn't know love. If you didn't know Joseph, you didn't know the the greatest story in the Old Testament days. Friend, you needed to know Joseph. But generations went by and they quit telling the story of Joseph. They quit teaching their children. They quit teaching at school. They quit teaching in the home and before you know it you had a generation that came along that did not know about Joseph and as they did not know about Joseph their culture and their morals changed because they did not know about Joseph may I tell you that their culture changed when they lost sight of who Joseph was May I tell you, our culture has lost sight when we lost sight of Jesus Christ. We change. When you don't know Jesus, something is wrong. And the culture will begin to change. This culture did not know Joseph. May I tell you, the society in which we live today does not know Jesus like we do. And the problem and a lot of the issues that we find today, very simply, is they just don't know Jesus. They just don't know Jesus. I want you to notice a few things about this story. Number one, they were ignorant of his story. You see, Joseph had a story that was above all the other stories at this time when you begin to tell the story of Joseph it kind of goes like this this man was loved by his father he was chosen above all of his brethren this man was given a coat a robe of glory from his father this man had a dream or it was prophesied that one day a government would be upon his shoulders and that all nations one day would come before his very presence the people the family around him hated him because because of who he was because of the royalty that he had this man was hated by his brethren never do we find that he treated his brothers bad but we find where his brothers treated him bad he was hated by his brethren he was rejected by his brethren he was stripped of his glory by his brethren may I tell you the very people that he loved stripped him of his coat and of his glory and threw him in a pit and sold him into slavery this man had done nothing wrong but but he was falsely accused. Everywhere he went, he lived a life of righteousness. People hated him because of the righteousness in his life. Never do you find where he messed up. In fact, the Bible said that everything he touched, God caused it to prosper because there was so much righteousness in his life. But he was falsely accused, but he never fought back. He never gave an answer. He was cast into prison. He was taken from the prison to the palace. It always amazed me how this man went from the lowest of the low in life to the highest of the high. You know why? Because God took him from the low and He put him up on high. And He exalted him above everybody else in the land. This man was put over in the land of Egypt. Understand that it was not normal for a man of another descent to come into a foreign land and rule and reign. How did this man get to the distance that he did in life? Because God got him there. God exalted this man. He exalted him because of righteousness. Understand that there was a famine in the land. He became ruler. He became Lord. And this man was the only man in all the world that had bread and food and water. If you wanted bread, you had to go to Joseph. If you wanted to be fed, you had to go to Joseph. It didn't matter if you lived in Israel or where you live. If you were going to receive substance, you had to go to Joseph. Joseph was exalted. Men and women from all of the world came into the very presence of Joseph to receive the bread and the water that they needed. I want you to to know that Joseph received a Gentile bride. Oh, isn't that precious today? That he received a Gentile bride, and he even built his bride a palace for her to live in. Oh, man, this man lived a life that is above every life. When we begin to talk about our life, sometimes we begin to talk about negative things. But when you told the story of Joseph, it was nothing but positive. It was nothing but righteousness. It was nothing but good. And as long as people People would tell the story of Joseph. The Israelites were okay. They didn't have any problems in Egypt as long as they told the wonderful story of Joseph. And all the grandparents would come in and say, come here and sit down here. Oh, let me tell you about a story about a man named Joseph who when we were hungry, he gave us bread to eat. When we were thirsty, he gave us drink. He gave us everything that we needed. And oh, he was full of wisdom. oh he was full of love and they just sat down and they told their grandkids the story their grandkids told their kids the story but somewhere another a generation fell off and a generation quit telling the story of Joseph and here came a king that did not know Joseph may I tell you Israel was fine until Egypt had a king that knew not Joseph may I tell you there's a problem when you don't know Joseph but there's a serious problem when you don't know Jesus when you don't know Jesus may I tell you today that it is our responsibility as God's people to tell the greatest story on earth I'm not talking about the story of Joseph I'm talking about the story of Jesus Christ and him crucified I'm talking about Jesus that was born of a virgin I'm talking about Jesus that left the glories of heaven and came to this earth and became poor for us I'm talking about Jesus Christ the Son of the living God who came and loved and healed the sick. He healed the lame. May I tell you that He raised the dead. Jesus did nothing but love. He had compassion upon everybody He came in contact with. He met the devil head on and He still overcame the temptation. He never made a mistake. He never messed up. He never said a curse word. He never argued. May I tell you He never had anger. He never had bitterness. May I tell you He never... Never gossip, amen. He never told a lie, he never told a fib. May I tell you, when the people treated him bad, he just rendered back good over that evil. May I tell you, he just heaped coals of love upon their head. May I tell you, the greatest story that has ever taken place is the story of Jesus Christ and Him crucified, who came from on high to become low for our sakes. He left the glory of heaven to put on the robes of humanity, He went to the cross to die a sinner's death. But this man was innocent. He had done nothing wrong. May I tell you, Jesus never made a mistake. The only thing He ever did was love humanity. And humanity killed Him for it. They hated Him for the righteousness that was in His life. And may I tell you, as He was on the cross, He could have called 12 legions of angels to say, come on and come get me down. Oh, but I'm telling you, He didn't need a a rescue mission because He was on a rescue mission mission he came to save us he came to save us look at me now he came to save white people he came to save black people he came to save every culture every kind rich or poor great or small bless God he came to die and to save everybody and oh as he laid upon that cross they beat him and they scorned him and they cursed him and he's done nothing but love them and he said father forgive them Father, forgive them. What a man. I'd have cast demons down and everything, Lord. I'd have had hell all over the place. I'd have beat them to death. But oh, bless God, that's Jesus. Oh man, they begin to weep and wail the disciples. But on that third and glorious morning, they went running down there to the tomb, and he wasn't there. He got up the third day. He defeated death, hell in the grave. He came for 40 days and dwelled with His disciples and then He ascended from the Mount of Olives and He went back to glory and He's sitting on high at the right hand of the throne of God. And oh, as as He begins to go up, the angels look down and they said in this same manner, as you see Him go up, He's coming again one day. Oh, He's coming again one day. May I tell you the greatest story ever been told is the story of Jesus Christ. It's the greatest story. It's a saving story. It's a story about blood. It's a story about forgiveness. It's a story about redemption. It's a saving story. It's a forgiving story. Bless God, it's a story of victory. If you can't get excited about any story, you ought to get excited about Jesus and Him crucified. Because everything about His story is because of you and because of me. Oh, what a story. And oh, we need to teach our children the story of Jesus. Oh, we need to teach our grandchildren the story of Jesus. I love how the song goes. I'm not going to sing to y'all this morning. Y'all had to bear through it last week. Oh how I love to tell the story Of unseen things above Of Jesus and His glory Of Jesus and His love I love to tell the story Because I know tis true It satisfies my longing As nothing else can do Brother Carl there's something satisfying About telling the greatest story On earth I love to tell the story More wonderful it seems Than all the golden fancies Of all my golden dreams I love to tell the story story It did so much for me, and that is just the reason I tell it now to thee. I love to tell the story for those who know it best, seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when in sings of glory I sing the new, new song, Twill be the old, old story that I have loved so long. I love to tell the story, Twill be my fame and glory, to tell the old, old story of Jesus. And His love. There should be nothing greater in our lives than telling the story of Jesus. Well, preacher, I take my kids to Awana. Thank you. But it's not just our job. It's your job to teach your kids the wonderful story of Jesus. It's our job as a church. It's our job as Christians to tell everybody the story of Jesus. You told them the story about the big buck you killed. You told them the story about the big crappie you catch. You tell them the story about the home run your kid hit. Tell them the story of Jesus. Yes, all the stories we have are good stories, but there's not but one great story. It's a saving story. May I tell you, we need to tell the story. And oh, they quit telling the story. And before they knew it, they had a king who knew not Joseph. Joseph. Oh, may I tell you we live in a society that is full of leaders that know not Jesus. May I tell you what's wrong with our society is we're led by leaders that don't know who Jesus is. They don't know what the Bible says. There's something wrong when a Christian nation is not led by Christians anymore. Why? We forgot to tell the story. They were ignorant of His life, but they were ignorant of His love. When you didn't tell the story, they didn't get to hear the love of Joseph. Why did Joseph open his door for all the world to come in? Because he loved them. He had compassion over them. May I tell you, Jesus loves this world. He loves homosexuals. He loves adulterers. He loves liars. He loves abortionists. He loves us all. In spite of us, He loves us all. And to those who hate Him the most, He loves the most. They know, they knew not Joseph, may I tell you, they know not Jesus and His love. And when we fail to tell the story, they don't get to see the love of Christ for sinners. That Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. Bless God. Y'all ought to shout right there. He died for us. What a story. Oh, what a story of His love. Y'all got up here and y'all recognized me. I feel horrible. Because in His presence, I don't need to be recognized. If there's any good in me, it's because of Him. Him. The reason that I'm standing here today is because Jesus loved this whole sinner and saved his soul. And when I wasn't fit for the kingdom, he kept loving me anyway. And he never gave up on me. And he loved me. I went back to Hyde Park a few weeks ago. There was people in them doors, hadn't been there in years. Some of them said, I just had to come and see if it's for real that you're really preaching. (laughs) One man come out I grew up with. I was friends with a stepbrother. He said, you're the only one my mama ever kicked out of our house. <laughs> and I said, I got one verse for you. We're sin abound. Grace did much more abound. May I tell you, it's because of Jesus and His love of where I'm at today. They were ignorant of His love and they were ignorant of His legacy. Never a life lived like Joseph. Never a life lived like Joseph. Jesus. This basketball world has never gotten over the legacy of Michael Jordan. The baseball world has never got over the legacy of Babe Ruth. The baseball uh, world has never got over the legacy of Mickey Mantle. And we can go through the football world. They never got over the legacy of Joe Montana. May I tell you, we should never get over the legacy of Jesus Christ. If there's ever been a life that we celebrate and that we rejoice, it ought to be the life of Christ. Oh, what a legacy he left. Every time I walked out of my dad's door, he said, you keep my name good. And oh, he worked and he worked and he worked for a good name. May I tell you, Jesus has a good name today. There's a legacy that he left here as a God of love and a God of compassion. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. You see, they were ignorant of his story. And because they were ignorant of his story, they were insensitive to his family. Look in verse 9. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when they falleth out of any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burden. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Python and Ramses. But they, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. They made their lives bitter with hard bondage and mortar and brick. And all manner of service in the field, all of their service wherein they made them serve, was with rigor." When they become ignorant of the story of Joseph, they became insensitive to his family. May I tell you the reason that Israel was treated so bad is they forgot who Joseph was. And as long as they knew who Joseph was, they treated his family just fine. But when they forgot who Joseph was, they put him in bondage and they persecuted him. They didn't want him around. They tried to kill him. Pharaoh said, I'm going to kill every one of them. Pharaoh said, I'm going to put it on them. I'm going to put the burden and the yoke upon them. Just because they belong to Joseph. They suffered because the people forgot who Joseph was. May I tell you, Christians are suffering today because this world has forgot who Jesus is. You're not suffering because of you. You're not suffering because of your name. You're not suffering because of what you've done. If you're living for Jesus, you're suffering because of Jesus. And the reason you're suffering is because they don't know who He is anymore. And the reason that Christianity has such a bad name and they have put so much bondage and pressure on Christians is not because of us, but because they forgot and they don't know who Jesus is. These people were in bondage and persecuted because they didn't know who Joseph was. May I tell you, child of God, the persecution's not at you. It's at Jesus. If you're serving Him and you're living a life for Him, you will face persecution. You know why? Because they know not Jesus. If they knew who Jesus was, they wouldn't make fun of us. Why do you go to that church down there? Why do you go there three times a week? Why do you pray? Oh, that's silly. Oh, that's fairy tales. Oh, that's that's horrible. I've heard it and y'all have heard it. You know why they say it? Because they don't know Jesus. But if they just knew who Jesus was, they would know why we're doing what we do. Isn't it wonderful? It's the greatest story. Oh, isn't He love? Isn't He grace? Isn't He mercy? This world doesn't understand because they just don't know Jesus. Why do you pray when things get bad? It's that God that got you into that. Don't you call on God when you need Him. It's Him that drug you into that mess. They don't know. You know why? Because they don't know Jesus. They don't know Jesus. See, they were insensitive to His family. But I want you to look over in chapter 4 excuse me, in chapter 5, Exodus chapter 5, and in verse 2, not only were they insensitive to his family, but they ignored his God. In verse 2, the Bible says, and Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. They ignored his God. May I tell you of people that don't know Jesus, don't know His God. Jesus said, I am the Father of one. If you have me, you have Him. You cannot be in the Father without being in the Son. The only way to have the Father is by having the Son. But when you ignore the Son, you don't have the Son, nor do you have the Father. You see, when they ignored Joseph, they ignored his God. And they said, we're not going to bow down to that God. We're going to serve our own God. And so when they ignored Joseph, they ignored his God. You know what happened? Judgment came. May I tell you what happens to a people that ignores God? Judgment will come upon them. And the plagues of Egypt came because they ignored God. Simply, they rejected God. They rejected Joseph. God said, I'm going to show you. He brought wrath wrath came upon these lost people he began to free the people of israel it's amazing the bondage that they put them in simply because they belong to god god said i got this and god cast judgment upon these people he said if you reject me i'll judge you for it if you live in sin i'll judge you for it may i tell you god is a god of love but he's a just god he's a righteous god And understand when you reject God, you will face His wrath. And one night the death angel came upon Egypt. May I tell you the weeping and the wailing that was going on in Egypt? May I tell you there was sorrow in every home, but not for the home that had the blood of the Lamb upon upon the doorpost. You see, judgment was coming, but there were some homes that had blood upon the doorposts. And as long as there was blood on the doorpost, there was crying in other homes, but there were shouting and singing in the blood-filled homes. Amen. Those homes that claimed the blood of the Lamb was fine. Oh, they were rejoicing and they were shouting and oh that night the death angel came through judgment of God came and the world was weeping and wailing while God's people were shouting and rejoicing and they left they got out of here they got out of Egypt and they got to the Red Sea somebody said Pharaoh they're at the Red Sea let's go get them And they got to the Red Sea. There was nowhere to go. And oh, they looked back yonder. And here come Pharaoh and his chariots running down. And here they come. Oh, God, what are we going to do? May I tell you, God, that that saved our souls is going to keep us saved and is going to lead us to the promised land. May I tell you that Moses lifted up that rod and the waters parted that day. God's people walked out on dry land and they crossed the water. Oh, they got a cross on the other side. You know what happened to the lost people? You know what happened to the Egyptians? They tried to get across, but they couldn't escape the wrath of God. But at the very end of that line, of those Israelites that come out, was boxes. It was boxes of the bones of Joseph. Joseph said, don't you bury my body here. The Bible said in the book of Joshua that when they came across, that they had the bones of Joseph. He said, Don't you leave my bones behind. Get me out of here and I'm going to the promised land. <laughs> and they got out on dry ground. Oh man. They went to the promised land and they enjoyed the land flowing with milk and honey. May I tell you there's coming a day Jesus gonna step out. He's gonna step out on the clouds. He's going to cast judgment upon this earth. But those who love Him, those who adore Him, those who are saved and bought and redeemed by the blood of Christ are going to go with Him. And there's going to be weeping and wailing on earth, but bless God, there's going to be rejoicing in heaven. Oh, what a wonderful story. Oh, what a great story. Oh, there's a lot of stories to tell, but none greater than Jesus and His love. Are you telling the story of Jesus? Are you letting this lost world know that there's a God who loves them? That there's a God who died for them? And there they went across that dry ground. It's coming today. day. We're going to walk out of here on dry ground. We're going out with a shout. Hello. I'm telling you the most exciting day. I woke up this morning. Went, went to get donuts. Seven o'clock. Sun rising in promised land. It was just white. Oh, it was beautiful. I said, man, it'd be a good day for Jesus to come. Oh, it'd be a good day for Jesus to come. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see heaven. I can't wait to see my loved ones who've gone on before me. But may I tell you, the focus and the attention is going to be on Jesus. I can't wait till I get to fall before Him and worship Him and praise Him. Child of God, don't forget to tell the story. Grandparents, you've told the story of how you walked to church five miles, barefooted in the snow. But have you told them how Jesus drugged that cross for your grandchildren? You told them how you hit a home run, but did you tell them that God said, Father, forgive them? Have you told them the greatest story of all? You know what happens when you don't tell them? We raise a generation that that knows not Jesus. You know why we're in this mess? Because we live in a society that don't know Jesus. We're so wrapped up on a party, Republican, Democrat, who gives a flip? Jesus! Jesus! He's salvation. He needs to be exalted.